This episode of the Bartender Rant Podcast is brought to you in part by Brewski's Draft Emporium. So I understand that Brewski's is hosting a drop party for Trey's episode, which that's awesome. It's the first time we've ever had something like that happen with the show. So if you're at Brewski's right now, let's all raise a glass to Trey for being such a great guest. Let's raise a glass to Brewski's for hosting the event and keep those glasses in the air for, of course, all of you beautiful regulars, because without all of you, none of this would be possible. So cheers, everyone. And if you're playing the BRP drinking game while you listen along, drink, bitches. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley, and we are pulling double duty today, guys. I know for all you regular listeners out there, you're probably a little worried for Mike's liver right now. You know what double duty means. We get a little sloppy. It gets a little weird, but I promise you, if you like pina coladas, if you like getting (laughs) caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you like making love at midnight in the dunes on the Cape, then this is the podcast that you're going to love. Just plug your headphones in and listen along for an escape. I am so excited to bring you another wonderful episode of the Bartender Rant Podcast, and I am happy to introduce my favorite co-host, the only co-host that would be good enough for me, the guy that I was just yelling at in his face five minutes ago over audio and microphone issues. It is none other than Michael Windsor. Steven, hi. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. You know, I feel like I can smell you and your BA in that stinky little hot attic all the way from here in Baltimore. And I feel bad for our guest today, but I hope you're well. Yes. Have you shaken off? I'm great. Have you shaken off our bad juju to start the show? No. So we're we're kind of flying. We're gonna introduce our guest here in a minute. Um, And you know what? This is a perfect time to say. uh, just a huge heartfelt thank you to all the guests of the Bartender Ed podcast. God, you got to know what these uh, bartenders do to, to get onto this show. Just the shenanigans and trying to get recording set up, listening to Steve and I argue and bicker. Um, so it's a lot. We just had to turn the AC off. We're in an attic, so we're going to be getting real up close and, and, and personal here. So big th- thank you to all of the guests uh, including yes. the one that we're going to be introducing you to here very shortly your patience your patience is uh, exceeding and we do not take that for granted but then again we're not getting paid to do this so you know what you get what you pay for people um <laughs> we love you all we can't wait to bring you another great show i'm very excited about tonight's episode um you know we usually do a little what's new here uh i just want to jump in and and say you know as i sit here uh, in the summer of 2022, thinking how far we've come and where we're going to go with this show. Um, obviously, if you listen to the last couple episodes, you know we did this unbelievable collaboration with the bartenders and also with the Herd card game. Um, we have uh, some other content that's going to be coming out, you know, an expansion pack with them and uh, and obviously a guest appearance on the bartenders. You know, I, I think that this is like a moment in time for the show where the what's new is just the realization that, like, this is really becoming a thing. You know, it's every day that we're getting a new follower or somebody reaching out to us or somebody suggesting a bartender um, or just a new idea, a new place to take the show. And, and honestly, I don't think Mike and I ever thought this was going to be 
anything more than maybe like a 10 episode run and we were just going to kind of squeeze some juice Bullshit, out of this. Dude, I'm in this for the fucking money, man. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I know. I know. This is our this is our get rich slow scheme. It's, uh, and it's it's really working out. No. Um it's uh it's it's just nice to see especially um uh the hard work and all the effort from Mike which you guys um you guys don't see, and we don't talk about enough on the show. You know, this guy does all the post-production for us. He is the one that really drives, um, you know, the uh, the behind-the-scenes uh, production at every level. And I, you know, I just really focus on the guests and 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 the and the talking talk. about fucking football. No, I'm exactly. just kidding. We, we both exactly. we we, we, um, we got it taken care of. <laughs> no, it just it, it feels like a real moment, you know, um, in some ways, like some legitimacy. And you guys have given us that. So appreciate it. We're going to keep bringing the episodes. L- just to wrap up the what's new, I want to put this all in everybody's ear. You know, we've talked about it a couple times in the show. We have done some special episodes, things like episode 25, where we had our slap bet come to fruition. I slapped Michael, and then uh, I did the... Um, 10 shots for 10 questions of the gauntlet. We are coming up on some big anniversary episodes. Uh, Upon this recording, we are only 15 episodes away from episode 50. That's right, people. And what I'd like everybody to start doing is thinking of penalties for Mike and us to do, Mike and I to do for episode 50. So if we get drunk on a show, if we don't put out an episode for a couple weeks, if we're just generally terrible and unorganized like we are every single week, Start thinking of some ideas, something that Mike and I might have to do for episode 50. Send them into us on social um, or email the show. I, I'd love to come up with some fan uh, ideas and then maybe put them out for a poll and we can all vote on them. Um, without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, at, you know, Mike already said it. We love you guys. We appreciate you. You are the reason we do this show and we thank you for all of your support. As always, please listen to the end of the episode. Um, if you want to follow us, if you want to support us more, if you want some sweet show merch, if you want to join the industry night happy hour, we will have all the information for you on how to be an executive producer or a great fan of this show. You know, one of our barflies. So listen to that outro. It will tell you everything you need to know to get more involved or to be a great uh, supporter and help us keep growing this wonderful community. Um, before we get into the fun, remember, if you are struggling, please reach out to Mike and I. Mental health. Substance abuse is something that is rampant in this business. We are here to talk. If you just need a friend to, to talk to, you can email us. We're, we're happy to get involved and just, uh, you know, kind of talk you through it because we've dealt with a lot of these things. But we're not professional counselors. <laughs> we're not professionals. So we're not we've professional got a, counselors. we got a number at the end of the show that's a much better resource. <laughs> yes, yeah, some professional, uh, professional help. If anybody needs that, please seek that out because we want you to be happy, healthy, and keep coming and back to re- to enjoy this show. How else am I going to make that fucking money? Come on. God damn, God damn um, He's certainly not billing time as a therapist. Uh, that's, that's for sure. All right. Without further ado, we have an awesome, awesome guest tonight. We have Trey, and he has brought us kind of his take on the pina colada. Um, Mike, is it a specific name for this pina colada? Am I getting that right? See the escape. Uh, yeah, I named it Escape after the go. song. The escape. <laughs> the escape. And that that floating voice you heard. You will be introduced to him in just a moment. Here we go, guys. Trey with the Escape cocktail. All right, Trey. Thank you for joining us on the show, my friend. Thank you for being patient for all the technical difficulties. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. 
Wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. I can already tell just by your tone of voice, you're going to bring a little bit of the mellow, a little bit of the lime and the coconut, um, and, and kind of help Michael and I uh, relax yeah. and enjoy the next hour and a half. I, I can already tell you're more of a laid back guy. 100%. Beautiful. We need a little bit of that today. If you can't tell, I'm a bit high strung and uh, I like to push Mike's buttons. So we probably need a, a mediator with a little bit slower pulse. I think that'll that'll help. And this is, yeah, I'm already into the cocktails. It's freaking delicious. <laughs> um, I do want to say a quick shout out. So the reason that I know Trey is uh, Chris Anderson, who was mentioned on uh, the episode when we were in Indianapolis with Richard Davis. So he we were out there together. So Chris is the one who hooked me up with Trey and... Chris actually w- was the one who was cleaning up after my rookie league bullshit last night at Run the Jewels when I, for whatever reason, couldn't drive my truck home. Uh, like I said, you know, because of our sponsor, I've never done any drugs in my entire life, nor do I ever plan to do any. But for other reasons, I wasn't able to uh, take that truck home. And Chris uh, cleaned up after me. So thank you, Chris. Much appreciated. It was great hanging out with you. And he's the whole reason that this contact has uh, been made. So <laughs> Love you, Chris. <laughs> Well, well, Trey, what was it that really convinced you to come on the show other than just the connection between Chris and Mike? Um, I actually didn't know that Chris was the connection until about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was kind of wondering uh, how I was invited, but uh, it sounded like a lot of fun, so I jumped on it. Your reputation precedes you. Oh, good. So there it is. I That's hope they good stories, now, yeah. Let, let's jump right into the cocktail because, you know, here in Baltimore, it's muggy, it's hot, it's middle of summer. Yeah, it's, so it's muggy and hot up here in the attic yeah. right now, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, a, a nice, refer- a refreshing rum cocktail is always right. on the mind this time of right. year. Why did you go with the Escape, um, this take on the Pina Colada? Um, well, I, I love all things tiki, all things tropical. I bartended in Hawaii for a year. Oh, man. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where my love for coconut and pineapple um basically sparked um but yeah i work for a grain to bottle bourbon distillery in rogers called fox trail so i've been running their bar program for a while and two years ago i decided i really wanted a pina colada but we don't make rum and so i had to figure out a how can i make a delicious pina colada but not use vodka and so I banana washed our bourbon and used that. Or you mean the, not use rum, right? Not yeah, use yeah. rum. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did, yeah, we didn't have rum, and we do have vodka. So I was thinking about just making a pina colada with a vodka base, but that's just kind of boring. So uh, banana washed our bourbon and uh, used that for the base. I do put a half ounce uh, plantation OFTD float on top. So you are getting a little bit of rum. But uh, yeah, I found banana washing bourbon is a great trick if you want yeah. to substitute bourbon for rum. Um, Evan O'Callaghan, one of my mentors, taught me that. Yeah. that- <laughs> Thank God this guy brought all the ingredients. <laughs> Another shout out to this guy right here because he brought everything. Look, Steve, look at these beautiful drinks. You're going to see a picture of them in my goofy ass here coming up soon on the social media. Um, but yeah, cause I didn't know where to get uh, banana washed bourbon. Yeah. That's like, a, that's a two day, uh, fat wash <laughs> process that I, I thank did. you for bringing that. <laughs> so it, it's actually really interesting how you put these, um, all these flavor profiles together and very, um, very, uh, uh um, appropriate for some of our recent episodes where we've been talking a lot about these sister cocktails, these cousin cocktails, right. um, that have similar parts and, and go together. 
bourbons go great with banana. Yeah. Um, peppers, 1776, a lot of them, you will have either banana infusion or you can either uh, use banana as a palate cleanser. It goes right. really nice with that rich, sh you know, sugary corn syrup. Right. Um, and then when you think of rum, especially an aged rum, something like an Appleton 8-year or an Appleton 12-year, an estate rum that's long-time barreled, not like one of your coconut or spice right. rums, you're talking about something that's yeah. a really rich, yeah. golden, brown, sugar yeah. cane vibe, brown sugar vibe. And so right. all these things really go well with banana. They go well with pineapple. Mixing them together, that little you know bourbon base that we're going to banana wash, and then we're going to float pineapple rum on top, essentially. Yeah. I think that's what you're talking about with the plantation. What an unbelievable pairing. It's crazy how similar those flavor profiles are. And you even are starting to see it in things like, um, you know, small batch, small batch bourbons like 1792, which are actually uh, barreled in, in aged rum casks. So you can see the overlap. That's in, in actually those two. at Fox Trail. We just released a rum barrel finish wild purple yeah. bourbon. Mm -hmm. um, actually brought y'all a bottle. So y'all have a bottle downstairs. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> you beautiful bastard. That, that's I, not it, being opened until maybe, <laughs> maybe I just need to come out to Baltimore for episode 50 and we open that up. Please do. Please do save that for me. Cause I definitely Absolutely. want some. Now one question before we move into the cocktail assembly was, was the SSBD a mistake? With the, the short sleeve button down oh, that you're no, wearing no, right yeah, now. You said yeah, you bartended in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, We're making pina coladas, right, and you've got this beautiful uh, this is, floral print SSBD right. on right well, now. Well, it's... It, it's I do live in Arkansas though, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to keep it tropical here in the Ozarks. <laughs> I dig it, I dig it. Um, no, I was just I was trying to find any way to sneak in the SSBD reference. Yeah, him, we we both look at each other. I know. I did that on purpose. We've got I, we've got about two listeners that are friends of mine that are gonna freak when they hear that just because they, they, they know the reference. Chris by chance. <laughs> on, well, one of them is actually named Chris, but he doesn't hate you. Yeah. Um, so, so Trey, tell <laughs> yeah. us a little bit about how you kind of made this drink and then take the people through how to make it, each part, how you assemble it, that kind of thing. All right. So uh, I guess we'll start with the banana washing your bourbon. Uh, the easiest way to do it is just grab your favorite bottle of bourbon and dump it in a container, cut up two bananas, throw it in, and let it macerate for 48 hours, and then just strain out the solids. Um and then that's ready to go. Put it back in the bottle. And then it's your basic uh, pina colada build from there. It's an ounce and a half of the banana wash bourbon, ounce and a half of coconut cream, ounce and a half of pineapple juice, and then a half ounce of lime. And then shake that, pour it over pebble ice. And then I do a half ounce plantation OFTD float on top. And uh, that's nice because that's what is it 69% alcohol yes. of rum <laughs> so is that a up. more is that a darker uh, uh more yeah. like molasses style rum yeah it's their uh extreme overproof uh OFTD they say it stands for old-fashioned traditional dark but the story I've been told is when the six guys that created it tasted it for the first time the first thing anyone said was oh fuck that's delicious <laughs> <laughs> so it's named OFTD I think they came up with the old-fashioned traditional dark acronym after that but uh that's great. 
great. Yeah, I would have to check with Plantation to get the no, facts. No, Steve and I, we have a running theme on this show where if the story sounds good yeah, enough, that's what I, I am pretty that's sure that's, that's I am pretty sure it's true. Um, I've had heard heard other people clarify that it is in fact true, but. Uh, If anybody out there has not worked with a darker molasses, uh, you know, rum, one of the coolest things about it is it's a great tone setter for a cocktail's colors, right? If you're building a cocktail and you really want that layered feel to it, the cool thing about, um, you know, sugarcane base is it can generally float on a lot of other um, cocktails because it has that real syrupy quality. So it's going to be thicker. It's going to be a little bit heavier. And so what this uh, liquor and a lot of other molasses-based rums will generally do will sit on top and create this really nice dark line or dark cloudy feel to it. So when you think of like a dark and stormy, you're thinking of like some nicely made rum punches or rum runners or one of the classic um, uh, triple rum cocktails, a swing oil. You know, those are uh, great drinks to use, a dark, dark molasses rum. A classic is Myers. You can always go Myers Gosling. We're going plantation today. So that's why I asked. I've actually not seen the color of this one, but I love how you can use that to make a, a very simple floater change how a drink is served, how it looks in, in mm-hmm. the glass, which is so cool. I also love how the, the banana wash bourbon is not a really crazy process. To where if you yeah. want to try and do something right. unique in your home, it, it does, it's not going to take you too much to yeah. do that. Yeah, there's, there's not too much food science. It's, it sounds hard, and it's really easy. Um, there's definitely more intense infusions you can get into, mm-hmm. but uh, fat washing is pretty easy. At its, yeah. um, some of them are harder than others, but, yeah, banana wash really, is easy. Yeah, it's really patience over yeah. anything. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, it's really... Can you wait two more days? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a problem, Trey. Um, <laughs> so listen, thank God uh, Trey did the preparation. Let's not wait. Teach the people how to make the drink. Or Well, you just gave the parts, but uh, right. tell them how you assemble it really quick. All right, so yeah, so uh, you basically you put all the ingredients besides the overproof rum in your shaker. Uh, shake real hard for 10 seconds, and then uh, pour over pebble ice or crushed ice um, if you have it. If you don't, it'll really work on anything. You could blend this drink. Um, you would just have to figure out your uh, ice ratio to the glass. Um, but, yeah, so shake everything 10 seconds, pour over pebble ice, top with plantation OFTD, and then I garnish it with some pineapple leaves, mm-hmm. some pineapple, sometimes dehydrated lime. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I love the, the, the pina colada over the pebbled ice because, yeah. you know, the, tradi- most of the time when I yeah. have them, they're blended. Yeah, if you're not going to have a blended one, I prefer it over the pebble ice. You do yeah. get more dilution that way. It's definitely, you know, this is a... You know, when you're thinking of pina coladas, you're thinking of beach and mm-hmm. like hot environments. Uh, sure. I'll drink them anytime. <laughs> They're my dirty pleasure for sure. Well, and I love with the with the pineapple leaf, you can right. stir it yeah. and everything. It's I will great. almost <laughs> never order one at a bar just because. They can't make it like you can make it. That's well, right. Th- and I just, I usually don't want to put someone through that unless it's a place that has it on the menu. If it's on the menu, I'm getting it. If it's not on the menu, I'm probably not going to. Uh, embarrass myself and ask you for one. <laughs> now, if you're out there and you're stocking up, you're listening along and you're making this drink and you don't have any pebble ice, 
do what I do. Go to your local Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Play, <laughs> listen, just play a few rounds of uh, you know, rounds of games, and make sure you ask them for some extra, extra cups of ice. They always have the best little pebble ice there. Uh, I stopped at Sonic on the way here. Ah, yeah. Grab yeah. three large <laughs> <laughs> cups. Yes. That's even easier. Well. Um, before we get into the rest of the show, we always love to do a cocktail history. I don't want to go too deep into, um, you know, specific rum or or infusions and things like that. I really want to focus on the pina colada, a drink that we have never profiled on the show. Mm-hmm. We've certainly done a lot of rum drinks, and obviously, you know, anybody that listens to this show knows we're going back to the Caribbean. There's always fun stories down there. Um, everything from... You know, uh, uh, some of some early American battles and, and troops being stationed down there when we had the Cuba Libre um, to, uh, you know, on our last show, we talked about Ernest Hemingway. We talked about uh, some of the really cool origins of the daiquiri um, and the uh, uh, Fuller Nurm, Fuller Nurm, <laughs> Velvet Fuller Nurm, uh, which I'm mispronouncing. But uh, today we're talking about the some of the deepest roots of Caribbean cocktail making. Obviously, they're always going to have that rum base. That's what shines in that region of the world. The pina colada dates way back to the 1800s, way, way, way back. The original recipe is credited to a Puerto Rican pirate named Roberto Cofresi. He was El Pirata Cofresi. Um, I found that to be so interesting because he created the first ever uh, pina colada using just simply white rum, pineapple juice, and coconut milk. The simplest ingredients, no sugar, no coconut cream, no like, you know, real lime squeeze. It was bare bones. Pineapple, coconut, rum, shake it up, serve it. I also found that a little interesting because when I think of pirates, I don't think of them drinking uh, pina coladas. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. Um, I usually think of them drinking like at, right out of a cask, right. straight whiskey or sherry or, a skull, or yeah, rum like or skull. Yeah, right out of a skull or, <laughs> or, or you know, um, you know, flagons of beer, if that's a thing. Um, so I found that to be really odd that this is, uh, you know, all over the Internet, it, uh, very clearly credited to this man. Now. What's interesting is he lived uh, long before the time of the commercial bar popularity, and and this drinks popularity as a standard cocktail. Confresi actually dies in 1825, and believe it or not, at the time, even though it had been popularized throughout the Caribbean, a lot of uh, different colonial uh, merchants were drinking the drink. The drink kind of dies with him. And doesn't really pop up again in mainstream popularity until the 1950s as Cuba, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, all of these uh, areas in the Caribbean are starting to, for the very first time, experience huge waves of commercial tourism. And this is when the drink really came back. San Juan, Puerto Rico... The drink starts getting made at, again, like we've told in so many stories, a famous hotel. Um, there was an individual, a um, we could call him kind of a general manager of a hospitality facility. His name was Ramon Manchito Marrero. Um, and he claims the origins of the modern uh, pina colada in 1952. Marrero was working as the essentially the bar manager at the Caribbean uh, Hilton um, 
beachcomber bar. So it was like a beachfront bar in San Juan, Puerto Rico, one of the Hilton locations down there. Now, he tweaked the recipe just a little bit, but he gave a lot of homage to uh, Caffresi's original design. The only real difference that he added to the drink is he adds a squeeze of lime, and instead of coconut milk, he goes coconut cream to thicken the drink a little bit. Um, this is also where the drink starts to be served, not just in the form of like what we think a standard cocktail, but also as a frozen option to beat the heat. So we have two different men uh, to thank for this. Let's raise a glass to Marrero uh, Monchito and also to uh, El Pirata Confresi. Cheers. Cheers. As always, Steve, a wonderful job. Yeah, I mean, people, like I said, we're, we're putting this plane together in the air, and Steve was still able, you know, while berating me, to look up a wonderful background on the pina colada. So well done, sir. Spot on and perfect. <laughs> I, I, I try. The history is, is easy. It's already been written. Um, <laughs> now we need to write this show and, uh, and this gauntlet and a little bit of Trey's background. So, Trey, we always like to start off with what we call the drinkton. Okay? So it's like our version of LinkedIn, except for... Uh, less about flexing online in a suit and looking cool and more about uh, real human interaction uh, and, and all these uh, crazy ways that you have uh, gotten deeper and deeper into the service industry. So first question, how did you first get into the business? What was your first gig? Uh, very first industry job, I was a delivery driver for a local sandwich shop. Okay. Um, yeah, it has since changed names. I'm 99% sure my first delivery was a bag of weed and not a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked to a lot of delivery drivers yeah. on this show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was the that's how I got my teeth wet. I guess I was a, a pizza delivery was, yeah. was my first one. Yeah. You learned the I was city a sam- well. I was a sandwich <laughs> delivery uh, yeah. in college, so we've Full all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for Russell Musket, yeah. What was your favorite sandwich from this joint? Uh, man, they had a, they have one called a Grand Canyon, which was like roast beef, bacon, pepper jack cheese, barbecue sauce, and ranch dressing. You just pulled that out of, <laughs> when, when did you? Like, I, I haven't worked there in 20-something years. That must years, have been so a good not, goddamn sandwich. <laughs> not Again, only that, it's, it sounded yeah. hearty and American. You yeah. could defend oh, yeah. the Alamo on that oh, sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... We're in the South. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what's crazy? I I think I could ask, Trey, you could be on your, at your dying breath and I could ask you the same question and you recall that sandwich like like you just ate it yesterday. (laughs) When you work at a restaurant and there's a dish that you love, you love, you will remember that dish forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, I still have been trying to find uh, a place that can get me a French dip as good as, uh, as, um, uh, Mountain Branch Golf Club, greatest French dip I've ever had in my entire life. I've been chasing that French dip nice. like Dude. a like like a white horse, like shout a white out, dragon. Shout out Mall Deli, Pittsburgh, Kansas, man, they do okay. it right. The next All time right. you come out, All I'll right. take you out there. All right, take me there, take me there. Because I, I, I am particular about my French yeah, dips, French, man. And people yeah, start yeah, some of the best sandwiches well, there is. So yeah, that's well, a, yeah. And here's the starting point for French dip: if that meat is thicker. Then like no, an yeah. eighth of an inch, you've already and, fucked it. Yeah, you've fuck already fucked it. <laughs> yeah, take that back. <laughs> um, it's got to be all right. shaved. Question number two of the drink. And what is the extent of your service industry experience? Like, um, tell me all the different positions you held other than, you know, you start as the delivery driver. Right. Where do you go from there? Um, so, yeah, uh, delivery driver, uh, restaurant manager, 
in bars, I've been the bar back, the door guy, the bouncer, the bartender, the server, the manager, the general manager, the what else? I've been brand ambassador. I've been beverage director, and now I'm a brand representative. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like you might have also got your hands wet in some distilling too, didn't you say? Yeah, you yeah. So I, I work for a distillery here in Arkansas. Yeah, um, I do help in some of the production, but uh, my focus right now is representing the brands. But cool. I've been running their beverage program. They've got a cocktail bar for the tasting room, and I've been running the tasting room for a while now. Let's let's plug them really quick, because I know we're going to yeah. get back to it yeah. later in the show, but I'd love to hear yeah. more about them. Yeah. What's the name of that? Fox that Trail Distillery. Fox Trail okay. is uh, in Rogers. We're a grain-to-bottle bourbon distillery is our focus, but we make vodka, gin, cold-brew coffee liqueur, limoncello. Wow. Um, yeah, we've got several different bourbon options, and uh, next... Next April, we'll be dropping our grain-to-bottle bourbon, so That's very exciting. excited about that. How's your cello? Uh, it is one of my favorite limoncellos I've ever had, and I backpacked across Italy. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. How would you, how would you describe it? Um, it is, it's really good. Um, it starts off as a sh- uh, sugarcane distillate, and then we um, macerate it with Meyer lemon and uh, add sugar, and yeah. It's clean, smooth, crystal yeah. clear. Um, I like a real sharp cello, personally. You yeah, know, especially ours, for that ours, after dinner. We, we uh, drink. lemongrass is our twist. Okay. We, so yeah, it's a lemongrass limoncello. Um, a more yeah. earthy flavor to it. Yeah, That's an it's, interesting. Yeah, take. it's definitely it's not on the tart end, but it's not on the sweet end. I think it rides that perfect middle line. I'm I'm excited to try that. I I. I dated a gal from New York for a long time, and uh, I was, you know, her mother, very, very Sicilian, uh, originally from Brooklyn, and that was my first foray into like after dinner drinks, like right, right those aperitifs, those, uh, those, um, yeah. not palate cleansers, but stomach settlers, yeah. right? My, my stepdad so is from Sicily, and yeah, uh, so he was you, the you one that the introduced me to all that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and having so lemon something che- before dinner, and then having something after dinner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> From limoncello to port, you know, to, yeah. to any of your a- after dinner yeah. dessert wines and drinks, it it he, he likes you know a good one has the beans. flavor <laughs> and and the enjoyment, but it also helps ha- helps settle yeah the stomach and uh, kind of get that food process going. So, um, all right, that's cool. So, t- tell us where you're at now. I mean, I know you just kind of teased it a little bit with Fox yeah. Trail. What's the current? You're currently brand ambassador for them. Yes, I'm uh, currently working as their beverage director and their brand representative um so yeah i'm kind of their first brand ambassador uh do a lot of traveling right now going to all the conventions and festivals um seeing what uh, the other big brands are doing and preparing us for next year when we do our big push with our grain to bottle bourbon cool how'd you get involved with them originally um so one of my good friends and bartending mentors evan o'callahan uh started their bar program and actually helped open the distillery um him and the owner uh kind of designed and created the place and got it going he brought me on board uh, a few months after they had opened um he ended up moving on and since then i've just grown in that business i started off as the bartender Went to lead bartender, then I was bar manager, then 
uh, just recently took on the uh, representative role. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like, how long have you guys been in business? Because it sounds like it's truly, um, you're in that startup phase where you guys yeah. are maybe starting to turn the corner. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, uh, we just had our three-year anniversary in April. So Congrats, man. Yeah, we that's are, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, it's, it's really fun to see a business kind of start at the bottom and to see it growing this fast and to know that like it's getting faster and faster in the next few years are just going to be insane. Well, not to mention, not to mention if this is your three year anniversary, I mean, people know that they're listening to this in the middle of summer of 2022. What a rough time Mm -hmm. to steward a new, any new business, but especially an up and coming distillery. It's such a saturated market it's hard to pierce the mind of a consumer who has loyalty to their drink it's an intent you know especially when you can get addicted to alcohol (laughs) you have your go-to's you know it's a really tough thing to change brand loyalty so um, or just introduce something new i was lucky during the pandemic uh when everything shut down i lost all my bar jobs but the distillery actually moved me in the back and I was put in charge of making hand sanitizer. Oh, <laughs> and wow. yeah, oh, the, awesome. first, the first day I made five gallons and thought that I had hung the moon. I brought everybody in, I showed it to them. I was like, look at this. I made five gallons of hand sanitizer. And again, I thought I was amazing. Uh, by the last day that we made hand sanitizer, I made 180 gallons before lunch and oh came back God. and made 240 gallons after lunch. <laughs> we, were, we were palletizing it by the end. Wow. So, yeah. you, so basically, uh, your your distillery took the opportunity with COVID yes. and the in the need of we, the By the, the end the of it, lines. we were supplying every hospital, nursing home. Get that. Fire department and police That's department killer. in Northwest Arkansas with 100% of their sanitizer. That, that really is so cool to see that, you know, I've that. just seen other stuff with uh, even like with uh, cattle feed programs and stuff where bars yeah. will take their used barley. Yeah. And so start, we, uh, we, we have a, we have a farm that takes all of yes. our used mash after we've distilled it. And, uh, so yeah, we get a we get a few cows up here in Northwest Arkansas, just a little drunk. <laughs> you don't distill all the alcohol out, so that the, the cows probably like it when they see the the shipment from Fox Girl. <laughs> Honestly, if you know you're if you're eating that cow particularly, it's got to make you feel yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, it's like a cow he's probably a little bit yeah better probably life. better marbling in that meat because he's relaxed. Exactly. Li- livestock never been so excited to see a fox, huh? Right. <laughs> oh, you clever son of a bitch. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, well, that that's awesome. I, I always love to do the drink and to see uh, the roots of mm-hmm. how people have kind of grown in this business. But uh, I have to say, my friend, I don't know if you've been warned properly. I don't <laughs> know if Mike gave you uh, time to take notes, but <laughs> zero hour is upon us. I'm about to take you through the gauntlet. Are you ready? I think I am. All right. You don't strike me as one who... Uh, uh, cowers in a big moment. <laughs> no. Um, to, probably more co- too cool for school. But yeah. uh, we'll see. <laughs> Here we go. It is the gauntlet. All right, Trey. Question number one. Pet peeves and misconceptions. These can be pet peeves that you have for your coworkers, for customers, Anything about the service industry that really skeeves you, or they can be misconceptions that people have about the service business. Um, let's see, pet peeves. 
the people that refuse to open a tab, even though they're going to have like seven rounds, that's got to be, <laughs> that's always, everyone hates that. Um, another one is when your coworkers start fucking each other and act like it's not going to be a problem for everyone else. <laughs> that's, that's a big one for me. Trey, I can I, can I, can I apologize to you on behalf of the people that do that? You're right. I might, I might, I might be one of those. Steve is definitely I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, can, a, we, hey, can we go back to the first one though? Cause I don't want to skip past this too quickly. Yeah. Um, that's a great pet peeve. We actually haven't heard. We haven't heard either of those on the show yet under the pet peeve section. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is near and dear to my heart, okay? Yeah. The second's near and dear to my cock, but we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> but the first one is near and dear to my heart um, because I cannot stand the opening and closing and opening and closing yeah. and opening and closing and opening and closing. Do you ever have um, a card that you play when somebody has opened and closed for like the second or third time? Because for me, I'll have a confrontation. Like after yeah. time number two, I'll, I'll tell them, Hey, you could save both of us time by just leaving it open. I'm not right. going to charge you extra. Right. You for can me, have it, it back when you actually walk out the door. Yeah, for me, it depends on the bar I'm working at that night. <laughs> uh, when, I'm, when I was working at uh, my favorite dive bar I worked at for years, yeah, the second time I'm going to stop you and be like, hey, dickhead, are we going to do this all night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my current bar that I work at, you just grit your teeth and smile when you open and close yeah. it. <laughs> That's the thing about being a brand rep, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's a, diff- it's a different <laughs> it's, sort of investment right. in, in growing something. Right. So. Yeah, so I have to grow a little too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll be that'll be a strengthening of your patience right. and your resolve. Um, any other pet peeves or misconceptions before we move uh, to question? I mean, of course, the Tito's and vodka order has got to be on there too. Probably. That's that's great that's, that that why is that? So many times. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I've probably served four of them at least. Wait, no, what What do you actually serve? I serve Tito's and well vodka. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that's what they do. Order. You really? <laughs> yeah. Do you double I've down? Served four of them. Yeah. Charged them for twelve dollars. <laughs> what, what do people say? They freak out. <laughs> I don't care. And what, what do they want? Is it Tito's uh, and soda? They, they, yeah, it's t- Tito's and some other mixer, mm-hmm. and they just never get the mixer right. But Tito's yeah, it's usually vodka. Tito's and soda or Tito's and tonic, and they just keep saying Tito's and vodka. And you will try to correct them. The ones I've served, that's what it was. I was, I will ask them two or three times. They will keep fucking it up, and then I'm like, all right, I'll play this game with nice. you. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> Now, if that's me, if I'm the customer in that scenario, I'm like, cool, can I get uh, an entire side glass of soda right. water? And yeah. I would just make myself yeah. a double, you yeah. know what I mean? But uh, um, fine with that. there's only one way. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's many ways to learn, but sometimes only one way to teach, uh, and that's yeah. the penalties. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right, question number two, best and worst tips. They don't have to be monetary. Right. Some some tips uh, have nothing to do with cash. Yeah. Tell us about some of the uh, memorable tips in uh, in your service industry career. At the dive bar, I've definitely dumped out the tip jar and had all sorts of drugs, condoms, phone numbers, (laughs) you name it. Um, The worst tip has to be the walkout that you pay for (laughs) the whole tab. (laughs) That's the worst tip. Um, The best tip. Uh, around Christmas this last year, I was handed $1,200 as a tip. Hot Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, I mean, we were tip sharing, so I had to split that up, so I didn't get all of it. But Still, was that a, yeah. 
Uh, my was that last, a 12 Days last... of Christmas reference? <laughs> <laughs> right. My, I, it kind of so? was. My, uh, my last night at the dive bar here that I worked at for 17 years, uh, the town showed up and sent me off right. And I, my God. I walked home with uh, over 1500 that night. Wow. So, yeah. What was that place called? Uh, Brewski's on Dixon Street. Dixon. They, so in Dixon's... D- Dixon Street here in Fayetteville is kind of like the... Bill Street or Bourbon Street. Um, it's where lots of the like local dive hangouts are. There's some restaurants down there. Brewski's is one of the oldest bars in town. It's definitely like an industry hangout. Okay. Um, yeah, I started there December 2005, and uh, last Sunday was my last shift. So. Oh, wow. Oh so God, this is really man. recent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bravo. <laughs> this and is my first still- weekend off wow. in 17 oh, th- years. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with <laughs> yeah. us. We really do appreciate it. I, I don't want to He's still assume, working, too. He's right. still making drinks for assholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't stop. It never will. <laughs> Michael, one of your better lines. Bravo, sir. Um, no, so I, I have to assume they're still in business. I mean, they just oh, yeah. lost you, so maybe yeah. not. But uh. I did I did uh, call this week and asked if they had had to close the doors yet. Uh, <laughs> they just said they were doing fine. <laughs> yeah, That's got to be uh, – I'm sure you're going to be there on the other side of the pipes plenty. But uh, let's let's just do a big shout-out to Brewskis. Let's raise a glass because yeah. that's my kind of place, yeah, and it sounds know, like they treated – Treated yeah. you right if you were there for. Oh yeah. For oh yeah. It sounds years, like you man. treated the customers that came in there. Right? They sent you <laughs> right. off in that kind of, in yeah, that kind of fashion. Was, they they uh they love me and I love yeah, them. Yeah, no doubt. That's killer, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those places are a dying breed. That's a yeah. unicorn in this yeah. business, as it far really, as I'm concerned. It really so. is. Well, that's great. I mean, I don't think anything's going to top that in the tip category. Mike, you want to set him up for question number three? Yeah, so, and I, I love this one, too, because, you know, we have all types of different bartenders on here, but you're, you're obviously someone who knows the, the craft very well. So, worst drink orders. Now, typically, this is, like, cringe drinks, right. drinks that you're going to, like, like raise an eyebrow, like, what the hell is that, or pass judgment on the person. But right. it can also be, like, the worst drink um, that you've ever had made for you. Or also um, the, wor- the worst drink that uh, just the drink you hate to make potentially. Um, I hate when a customer asks me if I know how to make anything good. <laughs> That's just kind of a slap in the face. I'm like, even if you don't know me, like, just assume the person behind the bar knows how to make something good. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, that's. I guess that's kind of on the pet peeve level, also. But yeah, I hate when someone asks me. If I know how to make anything good, and if they can just make them something sweet but not too sweet, and they want it to be strong but they don't want it to taste like alcohol, <laughs> so they give you a lot of, a lot of really vague, terrible dis- direction and too many qualifiers, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, man, uh, uh, eleven lemon drops <laughs> when you're slammed and you have to go get like dealing with sugar was one of my pet peeves it's funny at the at the distillery we we make a lemon drop and we batch it and so it's literally the easiest drink we make you the basically lemon, yeah. you stir it and you pour it into a nice nicanora and you garnish it and send it on its way and at the dive bar it's like i have to get lemon vodka and sweet and sour and i gotta go put sugar on this rim and yeah. it's just like becomes this thing and yeah I made a and they, and they never order the number they need. They're always short one. Like yes, always. <laughs> so, so it's yeah. Now, they'll order now eight that is drops. a pet peeve they we need to talk 11. about. Trey. And yeah, that, that is a pet peeve we need to talk about. Just to be safe. Um, 
if I liked women drops, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely start just like, well, I'm going to go ahead and make two extra, and if they don't want it, me and Hon- <laughs> Honestly, if the price point was similar, I'd just pull out the limoncello, pour them two, yeah. get the fuck out of here, right. call it a day. You know, about five years ago, I made the decision that you're talking about. I hate um, I'm happy to rim a glass, but yeah. I hate rimming a shot glass. Right. It just, for for whatever reason, rimming a shot glass becomes more of a hassle, right? right. Especially when there's nine or 10 or 15 yeah. of them. Um, so I made a decision about five years ago. I'm making New York lemon drops from now on. Good. Everything's going in the container. We're shaking Good. it up and it's all going in the glass. And if you ask me, where's the sugar rim? It's in the it's goddamn in the drink. Perfect. It's in the fucking drink. Okay. <laughs> Shut up and that. drink it. I'm not, I'm not paying this bullshit. I'm not doing... You know, the round of the bachelorette party with sugar rims on all these. Or you uh, could you could do like the tequila style and just have them all lick the, you know, the bar. Then they complain a lot because there are a lot of bartenders out there when a lemon drop is ordered that the way that they do a lemon drop to this day. And, and this is t- truly the original recipe is you just get vodka cold. The vodka goes in the glass and then you have either a bowl or a lot of people will use a rocks glass and they'll put like. 10 lemons in that rocks glass and then just pour a bunch of sugar packets over those lemons so that you hit the cold shot of vodka and then you pick up a sugar lemon and, and, and suck on that afterwards. And that's how lazy bartenders do <laughs> the, the lemon drop. And it, it's fine. You can do it that way. But then I'm sitting there like an asshole while I'm busy ripping open sugar packets right. or even worse, trying to find sugar packets in my bar, which <laughs> right. are, that's a whole nother conversation. But, um, anyway, uh, that that's an outstanding, two, two outstanding examples right there. Man, you are cutting through this like hot <laughs> knife through butter. Um, okay, question number four: ultimate ultimate mistakes and fuck ups. These can be yours or your coworkers. All right, um, man, this one's this one's pretty bad. Uh, me and a coworker got uh, extremely intoxicated on the clock one night, and. Um, so intoxicated, in fact, that we didn't close at two o'clock, which is state law, and <laughs> we were still serving at close to three in the morning. <laughs> and when we got informed by a friend that walked in that we should have been closed a long time ago, um, so we end up kind of close. We closed the doors anyway, but then me and my coworker get in a pint glass grenade fight. Um, I'm sorry, what? what (laughs) So uh, a pint glass grenade fight is where you start throwing pint glasses at your coworker. Um, <laughs> I love how you you, you class yeah. it like it's yeah. you know, you know, class grenade no, fight. When, when you're really drunk and you should have already been closed and all. Oh, you mean home. exactly what yeah. you said? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So so we we break about two and a half cases of glasses. <laughs> no, throwing them at each other. Come uh, on. We proceed to not turn the lights off. We don't turn the music off. Uh, I just take the drawer and leave it in the office. <laughs> don't even do the checkout. And then just leave. <laughs> Did you at least lock the bar? Uh, we locked the back door. Okay. Uh, but Was this at we... Brewski's? Yeah. I guess we'll go ahead and <laughs> All say All right. It. Now I know I love yeah. Brewski's because yeah. if you can behave like yeah, that and no, still I... be there for 17 years, yeah. my God, that's yeah. a bar. That's I, uh, a real fucking me, bar. Me, me and my buddy that we were roommates at the time uh, – when we woke up and realized what had happened, we walked in the back door that day just handing 20s out to every person that was on the clock. Yes. <laughs> That's so, yeah. Come um, bearing gifts. Yeah, I, I don't know how we didn't get 
fired. Now, I mean, was that as much a mistake as a deliberate act of uh, morale building? You know, it was a team yeah, building it, activity. As I, far I as mean, I'm I would like to call it team building, but it was just two really drunk assholes acting like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve and I know all about that. So. Well, I was actually going to say, when Mike and I first moved in together uh, here in Baltimore City, we were living in this uh, townhome in uh, north central Baltimore in Charles Village. And I distinctly remember one night where uh, Mike and myself and a couple of our other roommates drank so much Pikesville Rye whiskey <laughs> that we started having a dart fight <laughs> where that all the darts were pulled off the dartboard and darts were being chucked around the room and people were holding up pillows like um, like little shields and darts. Safe. <laughs> yeah, like, very if safe. If you remember, Mike Marinowski got hit right in the arm with one of the darts <laughs> and stuff right in his arm. Incredible. Morgan uh, still loves to tell a story of when I was uh, down drinking and finished off a bottle of bullet and uh, literally chucked it through the basement. And he goes, ting, 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 ting. And I was like, God damn it, it didn't break. (laughs) (laughs) You would have really sucked at uh, at Sometimes you just want to break something. I get it. I get it. You would have really sucked at the pint glass grenade fight. I would (laughs) have (laughs) done All right. uh, Number five, health code violations. And, Trey, keep in mind, we have a slogan for this category, protect the innocent. And the guilty. Especially the guilty. <laughs> well, I mean, we just threw the, we just threw brewskis under the hey, bus. Hey, I can edit that out in post production <laughs> if you want. So, so we'll pretend like this isn't brewskis right, cool. or any of the other dive bars I worked at, but it's <laughs> totally a dive bar situation, and it wasn't a violation. It was just keeping bottles in the ice well. Like straight, like the Jaeger bottle that you use to pour shots sitting oh, yeah, in we, the ice. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna say it right now. We do that today. Yeah, at I know. Dos. Oh, we I, do it. I, I did it my last shift at Brewski's. Like, well, yeah. we we have an ice well that's specifically for that. But you're not going to walk over to that one. Yeah. <laughs> so you just bring the two bottles you're going to need, the Fireball yeah. and the Jaeger, and those <laughs> stay in your ice well and not in a caddy or anything. They're just straight up in the same ice that you're scooping out of. That's not too bad. That's, that's just for efficiency, man. You're just yeah. trying to get the people. Um, we also we used to have a trough urinal in the bathroom. Yes. Uh, we, we had all prison yes. Stuff in there because I mean it's a dive bar and people just oh, like so just people like were just gonna break it. Wall, so like yeah, we had a prison mirror, we had a prison trough, we had a prison toilet, um, but someone we had an automatic flush on the trough, and of course some drunk asshole kicks it off one night, and then the owner doesn't replace it. So for about seven years, we would just dump the end of the night ice in the urinal mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what flushed the urinal for oh, seven God. years <laughs> oh, God. i still have one. customers come up and bitch that we took that out oh really yeah making ice caves was apparently their favorite thing in the world <laughs> and, uh, listen I, I i went to school in west virginia man and there's nothing more liberating than a, a trough uh pisser it's incredible yeah it takes you back to another time in, in americana <laughs> Um, all right, Trey, I, I'm going to ask you a quick question before we get into halftime here. And I pray to the Lord baby Jesus that you say no to this. Um, <laughs> the number one selling item at Das Beer Hall over the last year has been Smirnoff Sour Vodka. We make what's called a Sour Bomb. And when you said we stick bottles into our well ice... I literally cannot keep enough bottles cold 
every single night we're going through 10, 15, 20, 30 bottles of this stuff. We're selling 200 to 500 uh, sour bombs. Damn. It's bananas, right? That's These awesome. kids are obsessed with this shit. And it looks like... Um, it looks like the antifreeze you put in your car. <laughs> it's it's gross, dude. And when dude. you mix it with Red Bull, it comes out this like yeah, neon shit, green, shitty piss green. It's yeah. oh, it's awful. I, I was anyway. actually cra- I was craving some. Uh, I've never tried that sour shit, but I, I quit drinking for a couple months. I drank this weekend. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, but that first like few weeks, I had intense sugar cravings from not drinking anything. <laughs> I didn't get the shakes or anything, right. but I had but I had the sour a lot cravings, of chocolate. and yeah. I started fantasizing about like uh, a sour. Martini that could be done right to where you know that sour yeah, well, shit. I, come I out, like that sour stuff, man. It'll come out like Furby Blue. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it'll hurt you. It's made all sugar, but I'll tell you what these 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 kids love it. I'm just praying that has not made its way out there uh, to Brewskis yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they uh, Vegas bombs are huge. Green teas yeah. are huge, and there was an era where Jaeger bombs were. We were going through eight cases of Jaeger Good. a week. Um, our par for Red Bull was 25 cases of regular and nine yeah. cases of sugar-free. Wow. <laughs> See, I, lo- I love a good Jaeger bomb. I I got no quorums with a with a a green tea or a uh, or a Vegas. Made plenty of those in the day, but yeah. this this stuff, this sour vodka, is just garbage. So um, <laughs> I I've stuck more of those bottles in well ice in the last year and a half than I can fucking count. When you said that, I was like, oh, the trauma, <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you have absolutely, I mean, I think, Mike, I don't know, you, yeah, you chime it's, in here. It's smooth sailing, buddy. No, no, it's not just smooth sailing. Trey, I think you just set a new course record for the nice. for the first half of the golf yeah. right there. <laughs> Un- unbelievable nice. uh, work. To be fair, to be fair, we didn't bring up to sports, be fair. so you didn't get you know a, you know off on a you know football tangent for thirty minutes or anything. <laughs> I will karate but. chop you. In the <laughs> I will. I will do it. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. A little halftime. I need to take a squirt. Um, and we will be back here in just a moment. This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC PowerBox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox. Wherever you go, go with power. Okay, my beautiful barflies, welcome back. Thank you for being patient. What a wonderful halftime we had. I played a little bit of guitar. I've been working on uh, uh, messaging a bottle by the police recently on my Gresh Electromatic with the Bigsby uh, setup, and really starting to get it down. I'll tell you what, on, it is a it. motherfucker. It is a. It. You want me to go strap it up? No, just just sing it. Sing it. Sending out an SOS. <laughs> Sending out an SOS. Okay. Um, anyway, I don't think that's what the people want. 
I think what, what I the wanted. people <laughs> I think what the people really want is Trey. Yes. Trey. Trey. Yes. <laughs> I think what the people really want is for you to answer an important question. All right. Ranch or blue cheese? I'm not going to lie. Growing up, I hated blue cheese, and I was a ranch person, but mm-hmm. I've gotten older, and my tastes have changed, and I do both, mm-hmm. um, but I'm But you've lean, matured. I'm, I'm you've leaning, matured. Yeah, I matured. I, I'll admit <laughs> it. Uh, Ranch-only people are trash. <laughs> Thank you. And I, and I admit that I used to be one, um, <laughs> and I'm glad I'm not anymore. Do you see this? This is coming from a ranch elitist who's in recovery, people. Yes. Okay. Recovery. If anybody, if anybody can tell you the truth, if anybody's gonna, if anybody's gonna preach the gospel of what I've been trying to say for the last thirty-five episodes, it's Trey. He'll explain it to you. I got no hatred for ranch. It's delicious. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Right? The way, I love a the way ranch people eat it, though, like who needs a fucking bowl of ranch okay, okay, so for like two slices of pizza? Like, you, what is you, you said this like, literally? It's not a French dip. Like, we, we, what are you doing with that? <laughs> no, it's an American dip. Right? <laughs> right? Okay, let me tell you. Some people that need a Texas ranch dip. IV, dude. It's yeah. bad. But that's yeah. we, we've literally had that. You know, people talked about people ordering like a. I'll take a bowl of ranch. Yeah. They bring a ramekin ranch. Like, yeah. No. I said a bowl right. of ranch. Right. And then they clean you have, that fucking You have ramekins, you have cups, you have bowls. I ordered a bowl. Yeah. Where's my fucking bowl? <laughs> uh, it's funny how they become experts in plateware all of right. a sudden. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That like, is not a chafing a... dish, sir. I need a <laughs> chafing dish of ranch. What right. the fuck is going on here? I'm sorry. You didn't order the ranch catering right. package. Just bring me the whole came, be ordered bro. five days ahead of time. Um, <laughs> no. Listen, I love that. I love that you have, uh, again, if you said I'm a ranch only, but I don't care if you eat blue cheese, I have no issue with you. But um, you are the first one that has come on here and really been honest about how they've grown <laughs> as a human. Um, and I, I appreciate love, that. I also love how the way, the way you say it, you're like, I was a ranch person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it yeah, was no. like they're a different species. Uh, yeah, they, well, they, they kind of are. They're the ran- they're the ranch breed. onlys? The yeah. ranch onlys? Come on. And sorority girls. That's actually what you call it here is sorority sauce. The sorority <laughs> sauce. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know if you guys heard about the uh, the new telescope that has like overtaken the Hubble telescope. Mm. It's called the Webb telescope, and it's put out all these cool pictures of the universe. And there were a few ranch onlys um, that that were picked up on that feed <laughs> from deep They're, space, from right? Deep space. Yeah, <laughs> these motherfuckers are they they sure uh, they sure act like they're from deep space. But uh, all right. All right, let's get back into it. Question number six. You've been doing a great job on the gauntlet, but let's keep it rolling. Ratchet and crazy customers, or as we've expanded this category, Michael. Memorable customers. So maybe somebody that just made you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside and you want to give a quick shit out. Shout out to a shit out. Yeah, make sure you give them a shit out. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I've got several of these. So um, Ratchet, I'll start... I'll keep her name out of it. We we do like uh, start with the ratchet. That's all. What would what the would her name be if it uh, wasn't her name? We nicknamed her. Her nickname was Fingerbang. <laughs> okay. And Fingerbang. for all the reasons you would think bartenders <laughs> oh. w- would nickname a girl finger, she well, got fingerbanged in front of me at the bar while we were open, wa- with like a hundred customers at the bar, mm. at the bar. What, what kind of she also was got she finger banged on the uh, pool table one night. On Again, the pool table? Yeah, full bar. Wait, on it? 
Yeah, she's like not sitting next on it. to it. Not next no. to it. What kind she, of outfit? Did she have like a finger banging uh, outfit? Skirt. A skirt. To get uh, easy the, the thing is, this wasn't your tips, typical like Dixon Street dumpster donkey that like <laughs> missing teeth and smoking <laughs> meth. Hold on, hold on, Trey. Can you say that again, but yes. slower? Uh, and Dixon sexier? Street dumpster donkeys <laughs> are Fayetteville's <laughs> finest, uh, <laughs> finest street trash. <laughs> so yeah, no uh, <laughs> finger bang was uh, stupid hot. She was like Whoa, porn really? star what? hot. Yeah, like like all the bartenders were like, "Girl, you don't have to do this. You're better than this." No, but that's the point. She didn't have to. She right. fucking wanted right. to. Yeah. She's like, "Finger bang me, baby. Right. Yeah. Get a finger yeah. condom yeah. from the fucking bag <laughs> yeah. and put it in me." Yep. Uh, <laughs> Mike, that, that Mike takes power to, to her. We actually had a porn star that was hanging out at the bar for a while, and I was working a day bar shift. She's in hanging out. She was real cool. We didn't talk a lot, but, you know, she kept to herself, had decent drink orders. One day she comes up, she needs to charge her phone. I'm like, yeah, uh, this is back before you had, like, charging stations mm-hmm. everywhere. So I had to actually take her over to where the, like, computer that we play the music for the bar from, plugged it in there. Uh, I go back to working. My bar back goes over to the computer and changes the desktop screen no. to a picture no. of her getting hit reverse cowgirl (laughs) and then minimizes all the screens and i don't know this and then i'm making drinks and she comes over and she's like hey hon i'm just gonna grab my phone and i'm like sure go for it And then she tabs out and leaves, and I never saw her again. Dude, okay, number one. I did not tip that bar back out for two weeks. <laughs> That's, he got you good. That's a, that is a good one. But, dude, come on, man. Right. Leave the lady alone. Yeah, I hated that, that she had to get name? involved in some bartender bar back, like, drama and hazing. <laughs> like, can, we, can, we, can we say that bar back's name? Uh, <laughs> Vern. Vern. Vern okay, here's the thing. Vern, bravo. Well played, sir. <laughs> uh, second, Vern, I know that every night you went home without your tips, you went home with a smile. And guess what? It was worth every fucking penny, baby. It was worth every penny. I'm right here with you. Um, um, you, you, you made it back in the long run on reputation alone. I promise you that. Now, well played, sir. Now, I have two more questions, and because I, I don't want to blow this lady's spot up anymore. Can you name the porn star? And secondly, do you remember what one of the drinks that she uh, regularly ordered was? Great question. Michael, my I'm God. I'm almost positive You're... it was Vodka Red Bulls. And, okay. Uh, I do know her name if you want me to tell it. it. Well, it, I mean, it's, you know. Uh, she, only, there, there she, aren't a lot everything of everything else. I can't imagine she'd be that upset about her name being on a fucking podcast. Michael, Michael, what? I'm surprised. I'm surprised that she did not order a porn star Tom martini. martini. Yeah, shout well, out. She's to a porn star from, from Arkansas. Arkansas. So. <laughs> I mean, how did this bitch not order a porn star martini? <laughs> right. I don't understand it, hon. All right. So, what was her? What was uh, the, her name? Michelle Marie was her name. That's her. And that's that, her. That, that's her. That's name. her stage name. Michelle Marie. All right. Yeah. So Michelle Marie. A, okay. I gotta look that one up. Michelle. Later. For the show, <laughs> I gotta look it up for the show. Oh for yeah, the, you're yeah. <laughs> research. And, and, vo- yeah, and yeah. vodka Red Bull. That's, right, that dude. seems like a kind of porn star drink right there. Yeah. We're 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 getting uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves here because I have a few other questions um, on this category. So um, we. Touched on a term here from Fayetteville, the Dickens Street Dumpster Donkey. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Am I getting that right? Yeah, Dixon okay. Street is uh, Dixon Street. Yeah, Dixon Street dumpster donkey. Yeah. Um, I feel like while we're on the ratchet and crazy customer category, I mean, obviously, finger bang, great example of the Dixon <laughs> Street dumpster donkey, but. Can I get a few other Dixon Street dumpster donkeys? Oh, oh man, I feel like I feel like they know who they are, and they definitely know who I am. So I okay. I don't know if I want to respectfully. Right. Okay, let's play a different. This game. This is a let's small a pond game. that I have to swim <laughs> no, in no, around let's play here. A different game. Let's play a different game. I don't want you to name real names, but name me names of what Dixon Street dumpster donkeys names would be. <laughs> <laughs> Might be, <laughs> might be, potentially. Oh, man. Oh, what, what was Lexi's move? Uh, Schmaggy. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I just, just give me, just give me like, are we talking Tiffany? Are we talking Mary man. Jo? Like, I, I don't know Arkansas, so I don't know yeah. what's popular down there, but like, give me one. <laughs> give me just, just give me one. Or, or even better yet, maybe if you can't, if you don't want to give a name, can you give like one, just like the finger bang had her, you know, she was famous for the finger banging. Was there another particular, um, Distinguishing quality. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Uh, mm. Did she See, already? This is this always always protect the oh, yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm they, gonna, they, we're they, gonna they, they always want you this. to buy their drink. So that's, <laughs> they, they want you to buy the drink. Um, uh, okay. Hey, if they're going to let right. me finger bang them on well, the he, fucking pool. <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. I know what we need to do. Let's all pause. We're going, we're moving too fast. Okay. Let's take the people out of it. I just want you to describe to me the qualities of a Dixon Street dumpster donkey. Give yeah, me right. So like Urban of, Dictionary uh, kind yeah. of shit, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Tell so, me, tell uh, me, tell me what they're like in their natural habitat. All right, Haggard. Haggard. Would be, <laughs> Haggard is the first yeah, word. Uh, they got <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, used. Run, run <laughs> through. <laughs> Finger bang. I'm sure it's on the right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, th- think of like uh, sun dried weather. What what kind of outfits? What kind of clothes? Um, lot lot of denim. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, less clothes, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, denim is definitely in there. Lots of denim. All right, let's let's leave these ladies. No, alone. no. Last All question, right, and then I'll and then I'll let him out of this. Because let's let, be honest, listen, these gotta... ladies are why a lot of us <laughs> no, go stop. out to the bar in the first stop, place. Stop, okay? stop, 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 stop. <laughs> we have not put anybody on wax here. Okay, we're turning the vices on Trey. That's why we call it the gauntlet. It's not easy, people. Okay, we don't let you just waltz through it like it's a fucking flower garden. That's not what it's called. It's the gauntlet. So, I gotta pin you down on this. All right. Got to pin um, you down on this. <laughs> you already said. You already uh, now. Now I know you weren't referring to our wonderful uh, porn star friend as one of uh, these DS DDs, DS DDs. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> what is the most common drink ordered mm. by a DS DD, or what is the most common form of payment? And and the reason I asked the second one is because I have a feeling maybe it's cash, maybe it's card. Well, he already, he already told you what tab. the yeah. payment is. Pay, it's your yeah, fucking payment. Yeah. Pay, pay, payment is the first schmuck they can convince <laughs> yeah. to pay. And the <laughs> order kind of depends on the schmuck they convince to pay. Um, but, yeah, it's usually going to be a vodka Red Bull and a Vegas bomb. Nice. And, okay. yeah. Uh, if, right. if Bravo. They, 
Yeah. <laughs> Bravo. We will we will we will untighten the vice and we'll move on to question number seven. Um, fights, arrests, and fires. Okay, one of my favorite categories as a pyro. I love to hear when shit pops off, and Man. we need to get the sprinkler system involved. So yeah. tell me what's going on. Right. So on this the one, fights, this arrests, and fires. This one's good and involves me. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, I. I left uh, left work one night in an ambulance. Oh wow! <laughs> um, That's we, an expensive we, ride home. <laughs> we used to have this uh, pretty famous bouncer down on Dixon Street that uh, he was a ex Razorback football player, cool. four year yeah. defensive end starter. Pretty defensive big end. Yeah, big oh, big guy. That's a big boy. Um, that's a big boy. Yeah, so he is in the bar one night, and he was the kind of guy that would like to kind of ruffle your feathers just to see if you were going to do anything about it. Mm. He'd, like, slap your girlfriend's ass right in front of you. and be Real? Like, Wait, while he's working? Oh, oh th- He didn't work for us, but he would straight up, like, do it at a bar and then man, look at you and, kind of, and, and, and up, kind of be like, what are you going to do about it? And that's like, kind of fucked you're up. You're right. I'm probably not going to do anything about it. Man. Hey, Mike, when you're 6'5 and 280, yeah. it's a very yeah. different Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. fine, but when you're on the clock, when you're 6'5 and 280 and you're on the clock. So he never worked worked for a bar that I worked for, but I've heard stories of him straight up slapping people over the hood of a car that's parked. Like, this guy has crazy stories. Like, one night he beat up two brothers with a bar towel. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, one night he hit a guy with a keg, and the keg wasn't empty. (laughs) Like, Like, this guy's got, like... Yeah, he he's super. He's got strength. he's legendary status down there, and uh, I guess he can slap. So yeah, he, he walks up to this bar. table. There's like five Hispanic guys just hanging out, you know, drinking, having some shots, and he gets to talking to him. On, I wasn't over at the table, but I know he was talking shit because I know the guy. And finally, one of them stands up and is like, you know, you're not gonna fucking come over here to us and do that. So uh, the guy puffs his chest up to him, and he leans in and picks up a small rocks glass off the table, and he picks it up about two Hold on, hold on. Who, who, just, uh, sorry, who so picks it up? We'll call him VW. Like a bus. The bouncer. <laughs> yeah. So, again, he's not working at the bar. He's just at the bar hanging out. And he goes over this table, pisses these five guys off, and leans in on their table and picks up one of their empty drinks. It's a small rocks glass. And he picks it up about two inches off the table and slams it down and turns it to powder. (laughs) I mean, there wasn't a piece of glass as big as your smallest fingernail left. And when I saw that happen, I run up, I grab him, I push him away from the table. Other bartender runs up. We've got him up against the wall, like away from him. And the other bartender's like, chill out. Hey, we'll kick these guys to the front. We'll go up. I'll take a shot with you. Like, calm the fuck down. We're good. We're good. About that time, the other bouncer runs up from the front and just grabs this guy by the neck. Like, Who, hold, squeeze- on, hold on, again, which guy are we talking so, about? So VW? our bouncer. So not grabs the, VW. Our, VW. Your, yeah. your bouncer VW. grabs VW by yeah, the neck. by the neck. <laughs> No, and again, this guy doesn't have a neck. It goes from the bottom of his ears to like his shoulder blades. Like, he's the trap guy. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's grabbing like some some upper trap, I guess. And he's like, and starts yelling at him. He's like, "You listen to me. We're gonna go the fuck outside right now." Blah blah blah. The second he let go of VW's neck, he VW drops his ass. Oh, <laughs> and me, me and the other bartender just look at each other and we're like, Fuck. "Get the glassware." So Get we the just glassware. <laughs> so we just started, and 
uh, VW was friends with me and another ba- bartender. So we started pushing him out the back door, and he's letting us do it. Mm. Like, you know, if he wanted, if yeah. he wanted to stop, like, <laughs> the, and the other bartender is about six two, about three hundred pounds, so not a small dude. All right, so he's got some weight on. Uh, yeah, him at least. so but but still, I mean, if VW had wanted to fucking stop this train, he would have stopped it. Mm. Well, about that time, someone runs up behind us and swings a pool stick over the top of us at Get VW. The fuck out oh. At this point, the story is told to me. Because <laughs> VW catches the pool stick with one hand in midair and breaks it in fucking half. This is like turning into an anime yeah. or something. And then he roundhouses the shit. This guy the is the shit. real life Samson. Oh. Yeah. He roundhouses the shit out of me with the top of, like, hits me in the top of the head with the big end of the pool stick and turns the computer off. Oh he hit me God. so hard in the head that it sent shockwave through my body and it took my watch off. Oh my God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But you're saying by accident? Like no, no. Like when it? the person behind us came up and swung the pool stick over the top of us at him, mm-hmm. he grabbed it, broke it in half, and then hit me to get me out of the way oh so he could go God. after the person that, that swung it at brutal. him. That is brutal. Jesus yeah, so Christ. Like, yeah. That is, uh, <laughs> listen, listen. Listen, that is the action of a Viking. Okay? They, they, yes. they, like, I know we're friends, but you're in my way they, to violence. Yeah, so. they, they found me like 20 you're minutes later crawling on my violence. hands and knees, two, two bars down, like crawling on my hands and knees covered in blood. Don't oh know my, who, my name. Don't know where I am. Don't know why I'm crawling. <laughs> <laughs> don't, like, it was wild. Um, so he proceeds to beat the shit out of everybody, and the cops come, uh, and the cops get there, and he's walking out the back door of the bar, and the cops stop and get out, and uh, they're telling him to sit down, and he's refusing, and the cop goes to unholster his gun, and then he sees the red dots go up his chest. So mm. he's like, sweet, my partner's about to tase this motherfucker. Uh his partner does tase him, and VW laughs and says, that's all you motherfuckers got, oh and God. rips them out of his chest and then sits down. <laughs> let's, let's them arrest him, but, like, kind of one more power play at the end. Oh, and, God. Yeah, I end up uh, being uh, taken to the hospital in an ambulance. I had to get a CT scan that night. Um the officer came in and both of them and said it was the most scared they've ever been on duty because it was the first time he had ever unholstered his gun and thought he was going to have to kill somebody. Um, (laughs) The doctor that gave me the CT scan told me that I was the luckiest guy in Arkansas that night because if that stick had hit me one inch in any other direction, we would be talking about things like total paralysis oh you'd be a vegetable God. yeah uh not being Jesus. able to speak not being able to see um, you know what's crazy about the story and i can i can i i don't want to assume anything but i bet i can write the ending you and vw are still friends to this day aren't you? uh he came in and apologized to me he did i didn't really <laughs> want to talk to him for a while so we, <laughs> no held, that, we held that off for a while uh he did come in and apologize um so i will give him that um, was he there your last night he was not. <laughs> that would have scared the shit probably, out of me. Probably better. Probably good. It's not yeah. just yeah. your last night at yeah. the bar. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm here for finished business, asshole. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. 
if VW would have walked in like an hour before closing on your last night at Brewski's <laughs> yeah. and he was holding half holding. a pool stick, oh, oh, man. Just, just, yeah. that would have been uh, hilarious. Yeah. I would have taken hilarious. a photo with him 100%. Honestly, God, I, dude, yeah. that's how you play that. But you I would have been sweating bullets the whole time. Yeah, I started training mixed hey, martial now. arts after that. Hey, now. For like hey. five years, I, I started taking Brazilian jiu-jitsu. BJJ. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. I can't yeah. put myself in these positions anymore. <laughs> that awesome. You know, that's the type of human being. I, I, I knew a bouncer in college that was no lie 6'10". I mean, an absolute bear of a man. And uh, and he would he also had a problem with the drink. Like his thing was if you let him get into the gin, it was a slow burn. He would drink and drink and drink and drink, and he'd be sober as a dog, and then all of a sudden he'd go off a cliff. And we also, you know, he looked like an actual bear, so a lot of people called him bear. And uh, we, you know, the constant thing that we joke around about at the bar is like, what do you do when a bear attacks? <laughs> right? You don't lay on the ground. Depends on you the make kind yourself of bear. big, and you go, "Hey, bear! Hey, bear!" <laughs> right. You know, I don't. I don't know if that works when he's got a half of a pool cue in his hand. Right. You know? um, <laughs> dear God, man, that is that is a hell, hell of an, a brawl right there. Yeah. That's a good story. Um, <laughs> now, now you know how they always say in action movies, like they always put up the stats of like how many cars were exploded in this movie, or how many people were killed in this movie. How many people do you think in this guy's storied career of beating motherfuckers down? Like, how, what do you think his body count is? Oh, just just I, on estimate alone. I mean, I know of at least probably twelve from that one. Night. Just just from like <laughs> like actual on the clock. <laughs> like, oh, wow. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he, he finish worked, him. Yeah, he worked at some <laughs> different bars, and uh, but yeah, I mean, he was legendary. Like. He 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 would he was the wish a motherfucker would type of guy. Yeah, it sounds he was like, like it. he came to work hoping someone fucked up that night, and that's how he yeah. lived his life. He, every he would, night the bar, yeah, every night the bartenders are closing. It was like, thank God, what an easy night. Yeah. Nothing popped off. We yeah. all made money. He's, he's in the pissed. Yeah, he's just <laughs> grinding <laughs> teeth. Like maybe it can be one of you motherfuckers. <laughs> Try me, test right. me. Yeah. Anybody want to shoot again, pool? Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, number eight, sex stories, or as we love to call this category. The sexy Lexi. <laughs> you know this business gets a little bit of friction going. People get crazy between the pipes. Tell us about it. Oh, man. Mine's, I'm, mine's a co-worker story. Uh, I was uh, bartending. I think I was manager that day, too. It was... Uh, late afternoon, I want to say, like on a Saturday or Sunday, and I needed to go make change. I needed like quarters or fucking ones or something. So uh, I'm going in the back, and it, might, uh, it was probably early evening because it was dark outside. I go in the back, um, and I walk in the office, and I freeze because the lights are off. And when you open this bar, you would go in the back door. First thing you would do is go in the office turn the lights on, turn the alarm off, and then those office lights stay on literally until you turn the alarm off on to leave that night. So I go in, I'm holding a stack of money, the lights are off, and I just freeze up. I think I'm about to get hit with a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, you're having PTSD flashbacks. Right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but what's really happening is my server... Um, <laughs> uh, 
our day server was getting a blowjob in the office. <laughs> good for and, him. Yeah, good for I was like, I was scared because I thought I was going to get robbed. But then it was like, okay, well, now it's just weird because it's like three dudes in the I'm office. Interrupting. I'm interrupting. And, and, and only two dicks like are it. out. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like, okay, uh, should I get changed now? Should I come back? So, yeah, I... I told him to just go ahead and finish. And <laughs> you know, I got changed later. Well, yes, a similar thing happened once when Mike and I were working together. I came in early, and there's Mike with his Uber driver Gil, and there. See, I was waiting because, like, you could, you, <laughs> I was waiting to see if I could. I was waiting to see where I could get my dick in your mouth in that conversation. Is what I was looking for. But you beat me. You got to be quicker, so. motherfucker. Hey, shout out to Gil. I love you, buddy. That was my Uber driver this morning. He really brightened up my morning. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> oh I'm shit so, i'm sorry so how did that uh, so how did the story end did you break uh, uh i'm pretty i i let them uh enjoy the office a little while longer and i just uh let my customers wait for their change it's just like thanks yeah. <laughs> right. now, now we've we've talked to a lot of bartenders over uh the year or two that we've done this where you know, there's always some situations with the office, especially at a dive bar, where um, how did these people get access to this? Obviously, right. there was yeah, an it's almost involved. like a VIP room because customers definitely have the code to the office. <laughs> I've been, I've walked into the office. And there have been three or four people in there, and none of them work at the bar. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to get at yeah. right now. I mean, it's, ba it's basically where the extracurricular activities take so, place, like whether sex or drugs are yeah. involved. <laughs> right. Now, Trey, where you work now and where I work now, it's a, it's, it's, I don't want to say corporate, but it's, a, it's more of we're trying to be on the up and up, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the office is a little bit more of a sacred space in some oh, yeah. in some regard. You know, my that's office where... is an actual office now, and no one <laughs> right. goes in it. Right. The, the office and... at the distillery is ridiculous. Yeah. We have a bourbon collection on the back wall behind the desk that is to die for. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, and there's there's no Billy the Cat in that office. There's right. no yeah. um, you know, there's no, no buddy doing drugs off the no. manager's right. desk. There's right. no, you know, <laughs> exactly. it's a very different. Experience. It's 100% different. What, what people don't know is that uh, at a, most dive bars in America, there is no VIP section. There's the bar, yeah, and, and then there's, there's the what, the, the, what the regulars and the uh, employees call the VIP section, which is whatever fucking office it's that other room yep. where you guys do whatever kind of debauchery. Yeah. The third uh, dry, dry storage the, is, is often a, a good place to hang out. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is it is the space for debauchery. Um, so uh, that's no 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 surprise there. Um, that's a great one. All right. Question number nine, bar hazing pranks and games. This is Mike and I's favorite category. Yeah, we already How touched on, on this with that damn bar bag. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because he got How do you, good. Yes. How do you uh, pass the time? How do you build team morale when you're slow? Um, we definitely, man, we used to have this one thing we did a lot where we would send the new person to get the squeegee sharpener. 
God. So yeah. I've never heard this one. Yeah, so squeegee sharpener is obviously like something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, left-handed uh, keg taps were another one. Like yeah. just you basically create something that doesn't exist, and then you send that person to go get it from another bar. Mm-hmm. And it's got to oh, be. Oh, it's got to be there. Not even they got to be new. This bar. is happening on Dixon. Yeah, Street, so right? so yeah. on Dixon Street, it's the squeegee sharpener. Yeah. And so what you do the first. Their first shift, they get there, and you just send them to another bar to get a squeegee sharpener. And that bartender is going to hear that and kind of laugh to themselves and act like they go look for it. But what they do is they go make the person a shot. And then they come back, and they're like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I forgot we gave that to Grubbs, but here's a shot. And then the person goes to Grubbs, and they're like, I'm from Brewski's. I just went by, you know, Kingfish and – to get the squeegee sharpener, but they said they'd given it to y'all. So the person goes and acts like they look for it, and then they come back with a shot. Mm. And this goes on and on and on until your brand-new rookie shows back up, (laughs) blackout (laughs) drunk with no squeegee sharpener. Because finally, after about the fifth or sixth one, when they show up drunk to the bar, the person's going to go like, okay – you you've had it and like that's when they tap him on the shoulder and they're like hey buddy i'm gonna let you in on a little something you're a fucking idiot there's not a squeegee sharpener it doesn't exist <laughs> they've been fucking with you you need to go back to work because you're hammered <laughs> and that's how it ends but yeah that's uh that's how so the this, night begins yeah that's so that's how that's how your first shift starts um one time i uh it was actually the guy that uh played uh pint glass grenade war with mm. um, oh really his very first shift he he was a little pretty boy and uh so his first <laughs> shift he showed up all dressed nice looking real good oh yeah so i was like not on my not not you're not gonna be working with me your first shift looking like that so i went and got a bud light promotional t-shirt out of the office and i cut the neck out and i cut the sleeves off and then i crop topped it <laughs> and I made him fucking serve all so night. His nipples were out. Uh, no, put, but his like his belly button oh, was. Top, yeah, yeah, his yeah. Sleeves low, were cut after, out. Low after you put it on, was, did you slap him on the ass? Oh yeah. Every time on. I saw him, I called him <laughs> sweetie and slapped him on his ass. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. So he had to work a full like nine hour shift like that. So <laughs> let, in a, let's in a dive up. bar. <laughs> let's back up a second to the squeegee sharpener. Okay. <laughs> So who has set the record for the most shots taken? Who man, really man, who really know. put the mark high? I know, as far I know as we I'm had... finding I'm gonna find the <laughs> squeezy sharpener. I'm gonna be the best employee. I know one one person got to seven bars. No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so that's that's the most I know of. Can you again, name all seven? Th- uh let's give I, him a plug. Let's right. give him a plug. If all you right. Are in Fayetteville, Arkansas. If right. you go out on Dixon Street, make sure you give these bars some love. Right. So I know Brewski's was hit, Buster's was hit, Kingfish, Smoking Barrel, Grubs, and George's were all we hit. Need one more. And then we sent them all the way to Maxine's, which is on Block Street, <laughs> which is like a four-block walk to get to. <laughs> Yowzers. Yeah. So we've had this one before. Uh, one of the in uh, San Diego was the Guinness Key. Okay, so, yeah. but but they didn't have the shot at each bar. They didn't oh. do the shot. Keep this running is a nice okay, yeah. yeah. See, we made it a little more fun for them by <laughs> fun adding for the them. alcohol. For them <laughs> right. Trey, I'm gonna say something yeah. mean. Uh, I say at Brewski's, your first night, it was kind of the bartenders 
goal or job, I don't know, was to get the new person as drunk as physically possible. <laughs> um, I had my best friend, his first shift was trying to buy cigarettes with his checkout receipt. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something mean, but I'm, I mean it out of love, okay? Um, the, the reason why San Diego sends people around to get the Guinness key but doesn't make them take a shot is because it's California. And they regulate everything, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. The reason Inventory's our, probably actually done at those bars. Right. right. Inventory you know, they, doesn't really you know it's hard. It's hard to haze. It's hard to haze some. It's hard to haze somebody in a place where if you work twenty hours a week at a bar, you get medical. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's just a different environment, yeah. right? Um, when you're working as a bar back or a bartender in Arkansas, and they send you around for the squeegee sharpener. Yeah. Um, you let me need tell you shots. something. Y'all a bunch of country jamokes <laughs> getting these, motherf- <laughs> these motherfuckers drunk. And I love it. I love it. You know? So uh, that's beautiful. That is, uh, that is the true test of this category <laughs> is, is making something fun out of it. And I love that you said that we're trying to get them drunk. You know what? Yeah. It's your first day. Yeah. I don't care if you do good. I don't care yeah. if you do bad. I'm glad you showed up. Right. Let's make you part of the fold right off mm-hmm, the bat. Right. That's the, that, is, that is a bar. Because yep. you, know, you know the truth is most commercial bars, your first day, your second day, your third day, you don't feel like no. you're part of the you're team. You're filling you know out you paperwork. Feel like, and you, you feel like a place. goddamn number. Yep. Just like every corporate job in America. You feel like, oh, I'm working at the local Applebee's and no one likes me because I've been here for five fucking minutes. <laughs> right? you, know, you know how you become... You know, you become part of the fabric. You get fucked with. That's yep. what it is. And yep. and we're we're testing you. Do yep. you have the resolve to take this in stride and have a good time with it and have a good sense of humor about it, or are you going to be a pain in the ass, a drunk little bitch? <laughs> yeah, are you going to be a drunk little bitch and not bring me my goddamn <laughs> right. squeegee shot? Because if you are, I don't want no, I don't want Dull nothing ass to do with you. just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't squeegee for shit. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Mike, Trey, you've been killing this. Mike, team up for number ten. Yeah, Let's so get him out 10. of this gauntlet. Yeah, man. I mean, you, you've been firing right through it, which brings us to question number ten: firing and quitting stories, or what Steve and I so affectionately refer to as getting eighty-six. That's right. Nice. Um, so I, I was at Brewskies for seventeen years. I was fired from Brewskies for twenty-four hours once. And it had nothing to do with pint grenades. Um, <laughs> That's I, the the owner actually caught me giving away a Jaeger bomb about f- a Jaeger bomb. Yeah. So um, a bartender and a bar owner from another bar on the street came in, and it was a bar we all hung out at. And the bartender was wanting to buy the owner him two shots for him and the owner, one shot each. Um, and the bartender's credit card bounced. So instead of blowing up his spot in front of his boss, I just told him that they were on me. I gave him his card back, and I personally paid for one, and then I moved another one to another tab. Yeah. <laughs> and the owner busted me doing that oh. and fired me that night. Wow. Um, 
That's uh, kind of harsh. Yeah, the general. How long had you been there at the time? At the time, I'd only been there probably five or six years. <laughs> only <laughs> only five, five or six, six years. years. Yeah, I worked. I worked at this that bar for almost seventeen. Like there years. was there was more yeah, to it than right. just that one. Well, day, well, so there has to be. All right, all right. It was hundred percent that. And then Trey, let's call one. Trey, it was hundred percent that one year. It was that. The best part of the story is he tells the general manager. Stop. Stop. Hold on. I'll let you finish your story, but let's stop Fucking for a guy. second. Let's stop for a second. I'm not saying I didn't drink a ton of Jaeger bombs for free, but he didn't catch me doing that. <laughs> Trey, the owner of Brewski's didn't like the owner of this other restaurant. Is that what it was? Uh, I think he didn't like the fact that that guy was getting a free shot. At yeah, I knew it. I yeah. knew it. Because, yeah. come on, man. That is so... so Come yeah, on. he tells the general manager that I'm fired, and she straight up tells him no. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, he was like, well, I fired him last night. And she was like, but he's not fired. And <laughs> yeah, he was like, what do you mean? He's like, I am, she, she literally, I will, I'll, her name's Christy McCain, and I'll love her to the day I die. She fucking put her own job on the line for me. Like and said, if you fire Trey, I quit. And he said, okay, I guess Trey still works here. <laughs> and, yes. and I uh, stayed there for 17 years. So, yeah, she, uh, I will owe her forever, though. Yeah, awesome. she, uh, she's been a huge influence on me and huge help in my life and professional career. So, yeah. It sounds like you, she needs to be on the show. She's, she's a saint. Um, she's been in the industry f- Forever, she's been at Brewski's since when she before it on? opened. Uh, I will get her on anytime y'all want her. All right, <laughs> hey, I, honestly, I've got to come back. I've got another person in Fayetteville, try so we'll, we'll. I'll try and plan this one better and not around the concert <laughs> that I'm planning to go get fucked up at. <laughs> nice. I, I was at the show too, though. So no, you, were, you were at Run the Jewels. Yeah, last I night? didn't have to. Last night was my first Saturday night off in 17 years, so I was at the Run the Jewels show with. Fuck! <laughs> Jesus, Trey, I gotta tell you, man. Um, I've worked with too many uh, people in the bar business that don't have a spine. Too right. many. Yeah. People that don't stick up yeah. for me, oh, stick up for fold. our coworkers, yeah. especially in the management, man. Yeah. I, you know, I, there's one in particular that to this day, you know, and I still run into him every now and then just in public. And he tries to talk to me, he tries to be a friend. And I'm just like, I hate your guts, dude. You're a spineless <laughs> prick, and I'll never respect you. And, you know, I've, I've called him out a couple times in the pod, but, like, when you find somebody who's a stand-up person like that and has got your back, it's a rare. Yeah. Just it, It's just as rare as Brewski's is as a bar, man. It's right. a unicorn in this yeah. business. It's she, a dying she definitely, she's star. the reason that place is what it is. She's, it's a dying star. Yeah. yeah. It's I did. So uh, good, big shout-out. We want her on. We want yeah, her on, Trey. you got to make, make that, that happen. happen. Uh, I did. I was uh, I had turned into two weeks once, and uh, she talked the, you out of it. <laughs> the owners were unhappy about it, so on my last day, they had the manager come in and send me home for having a bad attitude. And this is probably the first <laughs> time I sm- like this was my last day. It was what the, year was this? This was two thousand two or three. Oh, um, this is early. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, so they have the manager send me home because I had a oh, bad oh, hold attitude. Hold on, hold on, this, hold on, Trey. Sorry, I can't, I hate to keep interrupting you. This is not Brewski's. No, no, this is not Brewski's. This was before Brewski's. This was before I'd moved to Hawaii. Um, this was what's actually, it called? They're not open anymore. Uh, yeah, so they're not. Uh, Common Grounds. I already it was knew a that. Coffee, <laughs> coffee. It was a coffee place that did lunch and dinner and was a bar at night. So it was, what was like. It 
uh, common grounds. Okay. Yeah. And we have a common ground in Baltimore. Yeah, there, there's a coffee shop called that in every town in America. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was kind of pissed because, like, I had been in the best mood ever that day, and they're sending me home for having a bad attitude. <laughs> Um, so I go get my stuff. And when I'm walking out, the manager that had just sent me home was in the beer cooler doing inventory. So I just shut the door and put the lock no. in on my way out no. <laughs> and walk out the back door. And, you, sir. uh, you, sir. what a he, gem. He was locked in there for over two hours. <laughs> and that guy did not talk to me for six years after that. <laughs> well, but you've talked to him since? Uh, he showed up at Brewski's like six years after that and was like, motherfucker, we need to talk. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Hey man, I owe you an apology. I took that out on you, but I was like, you were fucking kind of being a bitch. <laughs> if I was hold him, on, took six years to build up on, the nerve right. to finally no, no, come no, and confront you. About that. If I'm him, if I'm him and I see you again. Oh. I'm telling him, I'm telling you that I just got out of the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This dude, are you serious? It's been right, yeah, six it's just, fucking years. Right. Nobody unlocked that shit. I'm one with the cold now. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, winter is coming. Yeah, right. no, hold on, because I know we're getting to the end here, but just this, because this is kind of unique. You bartended in Hawaii. Is there just anything just in general that yeah. you just want to say about that experience? Man, it was, it was awesome. I was really lucky. I got to one of my college degrees is uh, hospitality management, and I got it from here from the University of Arkansas. And my senior year after I'd graduated, uh, I had the opportunity to do an internship, and you could do it anywhere you wanted, but they had one – internship spot in Hawaii. So I jumped on that one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and anybody else yeah. who tried to get in your you way. Fool! Well, I, I was, uh, I, st- my younger, like, I, I think I had the worst GPA my first semester of college out of all my friends. And then I graduated college on the dean's list. So I, <laughs> I turned my shit around. Uh, so I kind of got to pick that spot. Nice. But yeah, it was, uh, I was living uh, on Maui in the town of Lahaina. And I was working at the Pioneer Inn, which is the second oldest hotel in Hawaii. And uh, had a bar, restaurant. Um, I did everything on the property while I was there. But my main focus was in the bar and restaurant. And... Learned some cool stuff, met a lot of really cool people, fell in love with coconut and pineapple and all of the tropical stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to be a farm boy from Helena, Arkansas that got to go surf every oh, yeah. morning before we go went to bartend. <laughs> like, I definitely look back on it with really fond memories and consider extremely privileged and blessed to have been able to do that. Um, but it is halfway around the world mm-hmm. and it's really expensive to get to and your friends can't come see you and <laughs> That's uh, you do island <laughs> fever is a real thing so um a year was great uh if i had lived in southern california and it was easier to bounce back and forth and i could see my friends and family mm-hmm. you know i probably would have stayed there um but the not being able to see friends and family after a while, you realize you need that in your life. Yeah. So, uh, loved doing it. Really glad I did it. Um, 
don't know if I'd move back to Hawaii full time, but yeah, if I could ever afford a house there, I'd jump all over that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it, man. And believe it or not, this is the second guest we've had that has had a stint in Hawaii. Yeah, so Meredith, wow. right? Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Meredith. Uh, yeah, because she made because she told that whole fucking story about being in Hawaii and then told me to cut it out. <laughs> it, was good that story too. it was a good it was story. A good story. <laughs> they stopped it. They they actually made a drug bust. <laughs> no, you can't say that shit. Remember? No, no, no. They they made one. They made one. Police arrest. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right. Bravo, bravo, Trey. Way to get through the gauntlet, and you did it masterfully. Um, this brings us to our final couple questions. We call this our how's our driving. How do we do? We do a cleanup here. Um, the first thing that we need is some recommendations for you. So give me recommendations on food, drink, restaurants in Fayetteville, restaurants Any anywhere that you love. Um, yeah. Any bartenders that you might uh, recommend for the show? Throw down or, the gauntlet. For, I mean, we've already yeah. got uh, Christy. Yeah. Was the I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, Dog. Christy's the general manager at Brewski's. Uh, Dave Otten, my best friend, is still the lead bartender at Brewski's. I want. I definitely want Christy on. Let's yeah. get Dave on too. Uh, Dave, Dave bartended in New York for a while. He's cool. got a lot of experience. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, obviously Fox Trail Distillery, my home. Yeah, please go check d- that d- place. Plug out. that. Plug um, that hard. Give yeah, us all your social on that stuff. I will. Um, uh, Fox Trail Distillery's got an Instagram and Facebook page, so check both of those out. Uh, Maxine's is a bar in Fayetteville that I really, really love. Uh, Pinpoint is another one. My buddy Bo owns Pinpoint. Uh, Maxine's has some of my favorite bartenders, uh, Jorge and Anthony at Maxine's. Y'all should interview both of those guys. They're amazing. The gauntlet has Uh, been thrown. Yeah. So that's those two. Uh, Sean Traxler is a good friend at the vault. Um, That guy is amazing. He's, uh, He's doing big stuff all the time. Um, and what's the vault? Are, uh, the vault is a bourbon bar here in Fayetteville. Um, okay. It's uh, it's actually in an old bank vault. Um, oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, cool. I cool. Uh, I worked there for a little while back in the day. Me and my good friend Charlie Roush. Um, it's uh, they have like f- something like four hundred bottles of whiskey on the back bar. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Their selection is uh, amazing. Uh, there is a pizza place here in Johnson called Pizzeria Ruby that is phenomenal. Uh, my buddy Robert Michael Shaw is the chef, and they are killing it. That place is amazing. The drinks are through the roof. The pizza is the best pizza I've had anywhere. Um, it is as good or better than anything I've had in New York. Nice. <laughs> He's from Boston. Uh, he spent tons of time up there, so... God knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, those those are probably my big uh, kingfish. Kingfish down on Dixon is another place, and you know, Brewski's, uh, George's is another uh, really cool music. Majestic venue. Lounge. Yeah, the yeah. Majestic. Um, yeah, those are my spots. And I, and I love this. I love this segment so much because when I I travel from time to time uh, for work. And when I go to a new town, I'll go to a bar and I'll ask the bartender. That's the best. Where, way to do, where it. do I need to go? What, what are the places I need where, to where, check out? Ask them where they go. Exactly. And then that's where I go. That when I'm out of when I'm out of town, that's the first thing yep. I do. The I'll first tell you, bar I walk in. Yeah. 
Don't ask him for drugs right off the bat. Do it, do it, listen, listen. Do it after you tip him. Right, yeah. yeah. The second night after you tipped him big the first night, that's when. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say two things. Number one, if you're looking up good uh, places to go in any city in America on your phone, you're fucking up. Talk to your bartenders. Talk to your bartenders, period. And number two, if you need drugs in a town that you've never been in before, also, talk to your bartenders, yeah. but <laughs> tip them first. Tip them first. Make sure you're doing that. Um, Trey, uh, great job, great answers. Let's uh, finish up with this final kind of question here. Um, we always like to ask our bartenders, why do you still do this? Or a.k.a. Michael. Why do you fucking hate yourself? Yeah. Uh, you you do have to have some self-loathing loathing to uh, stay in the industry this long, I feel like. Um <laughs> But for me, it's just like bartending isn't what I do. It's what I am. Mm. Like Mm. I couldn't, even if I, I mean, like I kind of, this new role I'm in, I don't bartend as much, anywhere near as much as I used to, but I'm still a bartender. Like my new role is brand ambassador, brand representative. But I mean, if someone asks me what I am, I'm a bartender. You're still playing the pipe. Yeah. It's, um, it's an art to me and that's, you know, this is my art. It's my craft. I'm very passionate about it. And, you know, it's what I care about. It's, you know, I don't just do this at work. When I go home, I read about it. I study it. I try to get better. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's more than a job. Mm-hmm. It's it's what I am. It's who I am. Well, and I, and that question is so tongue-in-cheek, you know, because... Yeah, um, yeah the, the, the hating yourself part is like, yeah, there's a lot of that. But it's kind of like... I mean, the pe- the people, the chefs and the bartenders that are out there really doing it, really doing big shit, really grinding, uh, they, they as much as we complain and bitch, like, we're doing what we want to do. We're doing exactly what we want to do. Oh. We're exactly where we wanted to be. We, like, being in the shit and being in the weeds, like, <laughs> we, we, we seek it out. Like, you purposely put yourself in that fire because you love that heat and <laughs> if you don't this isn't for you and, and at the and end if of the you day do, this is fucking for you and at the end of the day you got a delicious pina colada yeah, to yeah, help you cool yeah, off right that's that's the, yeah the reason we really ask this question is because uh you know uh it, it's a motivator right like yeah. some people are motivated by money some people are motivated by you know, uh, philanthropic endeavors. Some people are motivated motivated by um, relationship building. The, the interesting thing about uh, bartending, and especially if you if you really love it, it's it's human connection. But if there is one single thing you can boil down for a motivator of someone that gets passionate about any industry, whether it's the service industry, it's finance, it doesn't matter what they do. There's a weird anxiety in wanting to be the best or or not even looking at it in a competitive way, but wanting to do well, serve people well. I know in this profession, I get <laughs> I, I, I don't have a lot of stress in my life, but I, I get anxious about wanting every motherfucker who walks through the door to have the best time. Yep. Like I want them to have the best time. I want them to feel so enthusiastic about being here that they're almost like having a euphoric high. And if right. I can uh, in, make that happen, I I feel that euphoric high. It's right. it's a weird like yeah. if you 
Like yeah. almost like if you climax, I'm gonna climax yep. kind of thing. It's the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the satisfaction of doing a good job. And yeah, it, it's, 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 it's so the, strange. That's, that's the payback when you see them take that first sip and say wow or fucking pull well, their phone out and like Instagram it before they even try yeah. it. Like yeah. that's like Well and there's few jobs that you get that instant, instant gratification. gratification. Yeah. And it's and it's a pure gratification. Yeah. It's like, oh man, yeah, I you, just you can't that. fake it. Exactly. Like you that like and you, you know, know when it is fake. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. other thing. Oh, yeah. You know when they don't love it. You know oh, when yeah. they're not having a good time. Right. You know when it's not right. Yeah. And and that's that's the other thing. That's when you say going back home and trying to get better every yeah. day. I mean, I I go to sleep with my losses much more than my wins oh, in this business for sure. Yeah. And and uh, I think that's the testament of somebody who's born for this this industry and is good at it is somebody that you know, I don't think you need to kill yourself, but you have to have some type of guest obsession. You have to have, and, and maybe it's not everybody. You know, I've worked plenty of dive bars too. There's a different etiquette for a dive bar and a three-star Michelin restaurant. But at the same time, there is an obsession with serving your clientele, right? right. If I'm at a dive bar um, yeah. and I have my regular that comes in, guess what? I'm going to throw a drink at him. I'm going to yeah. fuck with him a little bit. And, and because that's what he wants. Yeah, he wants, that's what, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Know your and environment. That, and, and, and that's part yeah. of that shtick. You need to understand that ecosystem. Just like if I'm in that Michelin three-star restaurant, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to pamper this yeah. person. Yeah. And, and that's what I do well, and that's why you come here, and that's why you spend money. And it's, it's what makes this uh, business challenging and fun and uh you know tests us every single day so um trey i love it you have absolutely awesome. uh blown away our expectations <laughs> thank um, you all so much for I'm having serious me. no when Thanks we have sweating a, it out <laughs> it's been a good time <laughs> like i said off the bat anytime we have a, a double episode a back-to-back it's always a um we're always you, you know we're always questioning whether mike and i have the stamina uh, and whether we're going to give you our full efforts, but you carried the show today, and I appreciate that. And uh, we got so many great stories out of it. <laughs> we have a final question for you. Yeah. If you opened a bar, what would you call it, or what would the theme be? Uh, man, I've thought about this a lot, but one thing I've always wanted to do is open a cocktail bar in an old gas station and call it Sidecar. Nice. And just have it be like a really like high end cocktail bar, but have it just be in an old gas station. And yes, yeah. Have just you ever been to Charleston? On tap out of the, uh, out of the I've pumps, been to right? Charleston. Yeah. So you know that's a big uh, not not cocktail bars, but you know a big thing in Charleston is all these closed down gas stations that have been turned into restaurants right. and bars. Yeah. It's wild. I, I love the look of it. My it's grandfather so cool. owned a gas station, so like. I have memories and yeah, I just I think it's a easy transformation to make it look awesome. And well, the garage doors and, yeah. and the we're relatively close so to fun. Route sixty six too. Yeah, we are we are. Uh, right There's some potential Tulsa. there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well Trey, absolutely fantastic, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. I can't wait to make it down your way. Um, you know, anytime I'm in Arkansas. Uh, you know, the body shop is obviously the first destination, but you'll be second. We'll get the Fox trail. Nice, um, yeah, come see me. Really excited uh, to promote that distillery. Guys, if you have not heard of Fox trail, please follow them on social, 
get out, support them. They got it sounds like some really cool things coming, including your first ever Our, uh, yeah, the grain to bottle bourbons being released next year. We just released a rum barrel finished bourbon. Um, yeah. Got a really lot exciting. of stuff on the works. Uh, four new barrel finishes uh, coming sometime in the next year or so. Nice. So that's awesome. And if you're in the Fayetteville area, please go see Trey at the tasting room. Um, you know, and and you know, tell him uh, tell him you heard about the uh, DSDDs. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you are a DSDD, uh, try to act appropriately. Um, guys, what a hell of a time! Um, we thank you for bearing with us through a back-to-back, a little doubleheader here. Um, but honestly, I don't care if you had a problem with uh, our general sobriety. So, as always, fuck off. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening along, and thanks for drinking along. We really hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, we release new episodes whenever we fucking can. Uh, big shout out over to our friends, as always, Trauma Parlor. You've been listening to their song throughout the episode. You're listening to it right now. Please go check them out. They're on Spotify. They're on Facebook. And show those guys some motherfucking love. That's right. I love Fast One. It is... What an iconic set of chords to bring in. If you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Snapchat. At BRP and soon, soon TikTok. We're gonna try and soon get this. TikTok, we're gonna yes. try and get this shit out there. We need I'm some fucking shake. sponsorship. Let me tell you. That's right. I'm gonna shake my nipples. Mm. Uh, you can listen along on Google Pod, Apple Pod, YouTube, and Spotify at the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please, I'm begging you, subscribe, rate, and review. Resubscribe or wait, unsubscribe. Resubscribe, re-rate, Create a new account. Resubscribe, yeah, yes. do all that shit. You know, set up a burner. Do your thing, <laughs> okay? And the reason why is because the best way to help this show grow, to bring it to more people, and reach new listeners is to give us those reviews. The more ratings and reviews we get, the faster we climb up the charts. And what's probably more important than even our uh, validation on the streaming sites is Mike and I's personal validation. Yeah, well, if we're not going to be making any fucking money, I need something here, for God's sake. Give us that validation. Self-esteem is at an (laughs) all-time low. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget, if you're on Spotify, or if you're a Spotify user, uh, be sure to check out the BRP playlist on our Spotify profile. Literally, these are just some playlists we threw together for you guys, trying to create those perfect playlists for stuff like the Beach Bar. We got stuff for Halloween, Christmas, that kind of stuff. Um, But check them out. We also have the BRP Industry Night playlist, uh, which are all songs chosen by every guest that comes on the show. So every guest you've heard will uh, have a, have some selections on there, so be sure to check that out. Yeah, which is really cool because you get to see the guest kind of music, uh, you know, um, uh, styles and tastes. But the other thing is Mike is truly a music savant and cultivates some really good playlists, so please check that out. Um, do you want some kick-ass merch? Mike. Do you want some kick-ass merch? Uh, yes, I, I would love some. Of course you do. Of course <laughs> you do, because you're a real cool guy. Um, check out all of our amazing swag, courtesy of Campo Design Co. at prodigydtg.com backslash bartender rant. And if you want to hang out with Mike and me, hang out with Mike and I, not sure which one's grammatically correct, join us the first Monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour. 
have some drinks, meet some fellow barflies, listen to our guest bartender playlist, and tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Yeah. Speaking of that, this our my, my mic stand has been in a precarious spot. It literally just fell over, and that's I'm I'm holding up the mic stand now. So no surprise. Make sure you follow <laughs> us on social media because I will be posting the links for that industry and happy hour. We're coming up. We got we got our first big one in August. And we're going to be on a good kick where every yeah. month we're doing our Industry Night Happy Hour the first Monday. Yeah. And if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp podca- podcast on Patreon. VIPs are always going to have a seat at the bar. You're going to get access to our bonus content like the Boilermaker tapes, Ranch versus Blue Cheese crank calls, special releases, back of the house, all that kind of stuff that we're working on, and so much more. Absolutely right. We're going to have some really cool bar back cook, security guard things coming here soon. If you want to be a big tipper, a.k.a. one of our Bozells, feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we will list you as one of our executive producers and shout out your name and favorite drink on the show. Like, for example, let's say uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb uh, gave us $1 and said, hey, my favorite drink is the Bloody Mary. We would say, guys, thank you. You've been awesome. But this show, 100% of the credit goes to our executive producer, Mary Had a Little Lamb, and her favorite cocktail, the Bloody Mary. Something like that. Yeah, well, not executive produ- producer. Or Bozells. Come on, let's, yes. let's well, keep... Yes, well, Bozells. Yeah. You get the gist. But yeah. Mike and I do this because we love the service industry, and we want to bring you great to- content, but this is not our day job. With your help, can they tell I'm drunk? With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along! If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, Please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you, if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast. And we want you to stick around. And Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you. And we'll see you on the next episode. I'm sorry, I, I forgot you said that you had to cancel something for us too. So thank you. I, I really do appreciate it, man. I know it's. To be honest, man, I so I went to run the jewels last night, and I ate a couple, and then I was my balls off, and I couldn't drive home. I ended up going home with. Nice. It worked out fine, um, but I do feel bad because I kind of dropped the ball a little bit. So thank you very much for bearing with us here. No problem. Dude, the fucking show was awesome, though. We had a great time. Yeah, I had a great Chris time. Chris is fucking ridiculous, that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Yes. We had a great time.
I want to get to hang out with them some more. I probably will get to now. Mm-hmm. My problem was when you're on industry time. Yeah, if he's not coming to your bar, when are you going to hang out? Right. That's, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to do something on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 